Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Poole will bring it up. Now he gets it over to Curry in the backcourt. Curry comes across. Here we go. Across the timeline. Between the circles. Thompson the screen. Curry blasting right side. Pulls up for a two. It's good. And he got fouled. Curry. Hello and welcome in. Matt Kolsky with you. Yeah. I might just make sounds for an hour. Um, that was terrible. I, I I don't. There are so many things wrong with what just happened. The Golden State Warriors are a better team than that in a thousand ways. Um, 888-957-9570 is how you get in touch. That's the Comcast business text line. That's also how you get on the phone lines. And... A loss like that is brutal in a thousand ways. Uh, Let's start with the fact that you don't get to wipe the taste out of your mouth until after the All-Star break. I mean, to have to sit on a loss like that for a week is disgusting. It it could have been a 30-point blowout. The Warriors, look, Denver showed up at Chase Center, ready for vacation. They did. They showed up ready to head on out. And the Warriors missed enough open threes to keep them within striking distance. I mean, just open. Bob and Kalena were talking about it the whole broadcast. Well, they are shooting a lot of threes, but it's hard to be too upset because they're all wide open. Michael Malone tonight the coach of the Denver Nuggets had to call like three separate timeouts just after plays where warrior three-point shooters were offensively wide open so that's the sort of effort that the Nuggets brought in the first quarter first half really and the Warriors just could not hit the shots that would have put them away they could have been up 25 and Nikola Jokic wouldn't even have played in the fourth quarter. 
vacation time. So that's the first disaster. And look, sometimes you miss shots. You can live with that. Obviously, we got to talk about the big man situation. Obviously. Tonight it was Nikola Jokic. But, and look, Nikola Jokic, that guy's the MVP. There's no shame in Nikola Jokic having a big game against you. There isn't. Now, I would argue that having another big man available to you would have helped potentially limit Nikola Jokic's big game tonight. But if it was just, man, Nikola Jokic had a big game, then it wouldn't be a a systemic problem. It would not be something that I feel like the Warriors need to deal with right away. But as we know, the Warriors have lost four out of five. Okay? And by the way, the win in there, which was a delightful win over the Lakers, but it wasn't a convincing win. It was a tough game against a mediocre basketball team. What do all these games have in common? Let's go back to the beginning of the four out of five losing streak, if you will. That was against Utah. The Utah Jazz had a man named Udoka Azabuki go for 11-5 and in their starting lineup in just 20 minutes, and then Hassan Whiteside off the bench had 17 rebounds and 7 blocks and was plus 35. Hassan Whiteside off the bench. The guy they didn't put in the starting lineup when Rudy Gobert got hurt Gave you seven blocks and 17 rebounds. Then you played the Knicks. Ugly, annoying loss. Julius Randle, 28 points, 16 boards. Mitchell Robinson, 11 rebounds, eight of them offensive. Taj Gibson, seven rebounds and 10 points in 20 minutes off the bench. Then you played the Los Angeles Lakers, and yeah, you won that game. But the trio of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook combined had 20, 30, not 29 rebounds, just under 30 rebounds, including six offensive. Then you played the Clippers. Am I making sense right now? Against the Clippers, Ivica Zubats, 18 points, 8 boards. The Warriors have been eaten alive by large men throughout this entire four-loss and five-game stretch. It's a problem, and it's a problem that is becoming rather immediate. And the thing is... I can't tell you with any certainty that Draymond Green won't solve this problem, that somehow the combination of Draymond Green and James Wiseman won't solve this problem. 
They might. But I certainly can't say with confidence that they will, particularly when so much of this, it really is Wiseman. Because, look, Draymond... Draymond helps your team defense. They probably win that game with Draymond tonight. And to be perfectly frank, if you look at all of these losses, the Utah one was was super ugly. Got very ugly at the end. The loss to the Clippers was close. Even though they ended up losing by 15, they were in that game the whole way. The Knicks was two points. Tonight was one point. These games might all be wins with Draymond Green, but I don't know if Draymond Green totally solves... The size problem. There is a size problem here. And it's not just tonight the fact that Nikola Jokic went completely off. It's that Kavon Looney, who was in foul trouble, which hurt the Warriors, but also he he was a liability that the other side literally exploited. And the Warriors had no options. No other options. I I, I like Kevon Looney a lot. But let's not lie about what he is. And, you know, when he's down the stretch of that game tonight, and he's over 25 minutes breathing hard and missing free throws. He was 3 for 8 on the night. He was 2 for 6 in the last three minutes. And a really clever foul by Jokic, by the way, to avoid the intentional foul. But that's a problem in two different ways. Kevon Looney was hurting you on the floor on offense and, frankly, not solving the problem defensively because he's just not big enough. Someone's saying Looney's been getting killed. I don't know. Looney's pretty good for what he is. I'm not sure people totally realize that guy, Kevon Looney, the the Kevon Looney that we're talking about, he is six feet, nine inches tall. That's it. And he's not a great athlete by NBA standards. So he's not like getting a ton of lift. Asking him to guard Nikola Jokic for 27 minutes, is it's too much of an ask. It's too much. 888-957-9570. The big man thing, I think it's got to be addressed. And I was saying this to Sterling before we came on. There's all this, wow, I mean, how good are the big men out there anyway? They're not great. Of course they're not great. Guys who are going to be on a buyout. We're talking about the Robin Lopez's of the world. How good is Robin Lopez? Well, he's a solid defender. He's a smart player. He mostly does the right things on a basketball floor. And he hasn't averaged double-digit points since 2017-18, his career high year, which was 11.8. He hasn't played more than 21 minutes a game since that season. He's a minimal impact player. But you know who the Warriors really could have used tonight is Robin freaking Lopez. Just to put a seven-foot body, just to put an equal-sized body, so so you could say to Nikola Jokic, here, try messing with someone your own size. Even if it's just for 15 minutes, think of how much that might have helped tonight. Even if it was just for 10 minutes, and Kevon Looney is fresh. 
there's so many things that Robin Lopez would help with. And I'm using him as a placeholder because I think he'd be the best in terms of the buyout guys. But there are other dudes who could provide a similar service. And I don't know how you watch this team the last two weeks and don't acknowledge a significant problem dealing with size. Let's go to the phone lines at 888-957-9570. Tony in Alameda is first up. How you doing, Tony? Yes, hi. Good evening. Thank you for taking my call here. You kind of just hit the, the nail there. I'm, 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 I want to talk about this. Uh, what's his name, guy Looney? He is the main <laughs> person tonight that I've been watching tonight. That's that's kind of caused uh, this mess right now. I know we're up by more than 16 points, and I know he missed a lot of free throws there. And he's sometimes he gets lucky, and we we applaud him like yes, Looney. That, but to be honest, on the long run, he's not the man in there. He's good for 10 minutes coming off the bench. You know, and now the Weissman is there. He's taking his, his his minute, but this guy Looney, he needs to bulk up. I've seen six eight six nine could bump down below. You know, like Harrell, Rodman. These guys could bump. This guy's six nine. He he needs to work out his legs or do some bench press or something. He got to bump down below there. He is. I see his mouth mouth teeth like it's about to fall out. He is gassing out there. Tony, Tony, he's he's six foot nine going against a seven foot monster. He's being asked to do too much. I hear you. It's frustrating to watch, but he's the best option on this team to deal with Nikola Jokic, unfortunately. And that's what I'm talking about. That's the exact thing I'm talking about. Nikola Jokic is seven feet tall and nearly 300 pounds. Kavon Looney can't handle that. All due respect to the god Kavon. He's giving up 60-plus pounds and three inches. You know, I don't want to pick on Kavon Looney after he got picked on by someone significantly larger than him. He doesn't need it. But 27 minutes is probably too much. And look. Kavon wasn't terrible tonight. He got in some foul trouble. He got dominated in the post a few times. But 13 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists. I mean, he contributed. 5 of 8 from the field. The problem is he's not a good free throw shooter. And for the first time in as long as I can remember, the war uh, since Bogut is the last time I can remember someone employing a hack of strategy against the Warriors. But it was really smart by Michael Malone. That was at a point in the game where it felt like it was about to be over. 307, Otto Porter scores. Nuggets take a timeout. Out of the timeout, Nikola Jokic misses. They're down eight, the Nuggets are. 250 to go, and Malone says foul Looney. From that point on, the only field goal the Warriors made was Steph Curry's go-ahead shot with six seconds left. They got two free throws from Looney out of six attempts. They got a few misses from Clay, And I want to say Otto missed one. or Kav- uh, Somebody else missed one in there. Oh, Wiggins. Wiggins missed one. Clay missed two. Steph missed a three. 
and then the go-ahead shot, and then they lose. But not only did Michael Malone get missed free throws out of Kevon Looney, he took the Warriors' offense totally out of rhythm. From the, let's see here, from the 614 mark, Down to 250, or down to 307, I should say. So that three minutes, right? The Warriors scored 10 points. The next three minutes, they scored five. He completely took the Warriors' offense out of rhythm. It worked. I hate that strategy. It's horrific to watch, but it worked. And it worked because they are short on options. They're short on options at the center position, and I, for one, am not prepared to trust that the return of James Wiseman solves all these problems. We're going to take a quick break, but come back to get to you guys on the phone lines. Mike and Robin, I see you there. We'll get to you when we get back. Anyone else want to jump in line? 888-957-9570. A lot of good texts coming in as well. Plus, Steve Kerr post-game audio to get to. Lots to do, lots to do. It's Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
back out to Clay Thompson. Cut off by Rivers. Down to the paint. Stops. Cut off again. Rotates to Kaminga. Slices to the paint. Shoots over Cousins. A right hand. Finger roll is up and good. Wow. He's going to be a devastating force one day. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 The Game. Here's Matt Kolsky. I suppose that's a positive. Kaminga had another handful of unbelievable plays tonight. Five of six from the field. There are times he just looks unstoppable. It's very exciting. Gary Payton, the other uh, positive from tonight, he was his usual excellent self. I was hoping to talk about Gary Payton most of the postgame. It didn't work out. And uh, speaking of it not working out, I guess we should just rip the Band-Aid off on this one. We got to do a shot of the game, and I refuse I refuse to be disingenuous with the shot of the game. So we got to do it. The shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. It, it was not a Warriors shot. All right, so Looney, Curry, Thompson, Porter, Jr., and Wiggins against Morris, Jokic, Gordon, Rivers, and Forbes. Michael Malone tells Forbes to line up in the right corner. Morris has it left wing. Forbes comes over, flashes to the ball. Ball goes to Jokic. Deep in the left corner. Dribbles on Looney. Three seconds down to two seconds with one. Ball over to jumpers up. It's good by Morris. It's a three at the buzzer. And the Denver Nuggets have come back and won. Woof. That was the shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org or call 211. That's sccfreevax.org or call 211. I thought tonight was an utter disaster. Of course, everyone is entitled to their own opinion, and I like to present alternative opinions. So here's John in Oakland. He says, actually, they played a good game but just came up short. Yes, they missed a lot of threes, but they played great D and a team game throughout. It was not a disaster, as you say. But the last several games were awful. Tonight, we played quite differently, if you noticed. We played team ball throughout the game, unlike in recent games. It isn't about a loss. It's about how we play with what we have. Tonight was, in fact, a positive game, unlike the last handful of losses know the difference john in oakland uh here's what i got for you john sorry i was hoping for mental telepathy uh here's what i got for you john hit it sterling it's definitely enough for me dog nah sorry not with you i appreciate the couple of uh shots know the difference if you noticed I noticed tonight that they played differently than the other games. Yes, I did notice that. Thank you, John. Team game throughout fell short of the 30 assist mark that they like to hit. So not as much of a team game as they'd like to be. Good defense throughout. I beg to differ, friend. Not so good defense, particularly down the stretch of this basketball game. Some moments of good defense. Sure. Quarter or two of good defense, maybe. Good defense throughout. Randy. It's definitely enough for me, dog. 
Yeah. Sorry. Can't can't go there with you. I can go to the phone lines. 888-957-9570 is how you reach us. Mike, I promised you first dibs after the break. Here we go. What's happening, Mike? So, yeah, the terrible loss tonight, inexcusable. It shouldn't even come down to the uh, game-winning shot there by by Morris. Uh, the the Warriors should be kicking themselves. Their own mental collapse down the stretch. You have many chances to put the game away. Shouldn't even come down to uh, hack a loony. You know, he's not a good shooter. It's just uh, so many ways the Warriors should have put this game away. It's been really the the – uh, their identity the last couple of weeks is they've just been sloppy, just out of pace, met defensive breakdowns, the rotations have been slow, and these teams are mm-hmm. taking advantage of it. And I know they're without Draymond, but still, regardless, uh, they're still a better team, and you're at home, and this is a game you should put away. And uh, it's I know that they're looking at bio market right now. Uh, I don't know who's out there. They're going to need Lopez or, or one of those guys. Uh, uh, we'll see if that – uh, well, Myers does, but still, uh, it's a sour note, man, to go into the to break here. And uh, if the Warriors don't watch themselves, they're gonna they're gonna drop here because Memphis is coming. I know they lost tonight, but you could have picked up a game. So uh, it's a bad note coming in. Hopefully, this break will serve well for them, and they can get their minds right. Uh, second half of the season, starting with Portland there, and, and get it together because uh, it's inexcusable, man. They just have a couple losses here. This game should have won. The, the the loss of the Knicks. It's just. Uh, it's bad right now all around. They they got to get together. I know they still have the second best best record in the league, but uh, you know they're not not playing well right now. I know Draymond's out, but still can't use that excuse. Other guys are missing. You still got to get it together. And when you step out there on that court, you got to get it done. So hopefully uh, this break will get them back right again. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I mean, listen, it's valid to say calm down. Uh, they have the second best record in basketball. Now, you know, their lead is only a game and a half over Memphis. Um, and that is in part because of their recent struggles. It it would only be a game if Memphis hadn't dropped that one to Portland tonight, which the Warriors should count as a stroke of luck. But again, like, this was bad, particularly in the fourth quarter. In that fourth quarter, the Warriors gave up 39 points. And it was everybody. Yeah, Jokic was great all night. But only nine of those 39 points. It was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different Nugget scores in the fourth quarter. Shooting a collective 60% from the field and from three-point range. And that that was the difference. That was bad defense. And in particular, and Steph Curry's got to wear this. I wouldn't be surprised if he did in the postgame. I mean, he, he doesn't shy away from it. Steph played the final possession badly. If they were down, or I'm sorry, if the Warriors had been up three or even one, we could question the wisdom of double-teaming, and it wasn't a hard double-team, of shading Jokic and leaving a shooter wide open from three. But Monty Morris is a near 40% shooter for his career. It's like 39% for his career. That's a good three-point shooter, and Steph left him all alone with a two-point lead. Let Jokic have the two if he wants the two. 
for God's sakes. You can't give up a three there. And Steph knows that. It's just a mistake. But too many mistakes tonight. It's never a mistake when we take a call from the one and only Robin in San Francisco. What's happening, Robin? Hi, Coach. Hi, Kofi. How are you? I like that you kept it real in terms of handing out mistakes. One of the callers really pissed me off uh, coming down Looney's line, okay? Because you know what? Andre Iguodala is a 55% or less free throw shooter. In fact, yeah. this team outside the usual suspects suck at free throw, okay? <laughs> That's so, what you're right. I yes. That call. Okay? Okay, so that caller coming down Looney and, and, and pretty much throughout his uh, tenure with the Warriors, Looney has always played out of position. And at the times that he has played in his position, he's been pretty good. And in terms of rebounding, he's the one getting the rebounds, okay? So uh, I like that you, you evened it off. There's enough flame. Here's what I want to say. Things that I hear like inexcusable, all that. That's, you know what, Koski, you've heard me say this. You have, if you recall, this team, too many of our fan base live in the past. You look yeah. at our our roster, four through seven, four through eight, it you and analyze it, it is it is it's average, it's mediocre. Our defense is what has been keeping keeping us and winning games. And it was a and and and, and that made up and masked for the lack of size, kind of like the Niners, that uh, uh, the uh, Niners' uh, pass uh, defensive line was supposed to hide the uh, secondary, but it doesn't. So it's catching up with them. I personally uh, am not surprised. Look, and but it's to me not their defense too; their offense. Because their defense yep. had to be great because offensively they are flawed. And and, for, and and our fan base needs to wake up and smell the damn coffee. Okay? <laughs> I, I love you. Robin. I, I love you, Robin. You're the best. Um, I, I agree with some of what you're saying and not with all of it. Um, I actually think when healthy, and that's the problem, is they just – they have not yet been fully healthy, but if they ever get there, I think four through eight on this team is better than average. But part of what makes that happen is Draymond Green. And Draymond being out when it comes to offense in particular just makes everyone's job a lot harder. And you notice. Guys like GP2 and Juan are not as good shooters when Draymond is out. Steph has a much harder time making his normal sort of actions work when Draymond is out. Now, some of that, too, is I think teams are catching up to some of Steph's normal actions, and that's something that the Warriors have to do, which brings me to an interesting text from a 415 texter. Um... Malone's Hackaloon effectively took out Curry and Thompson. Smart. Curry not substituted on defense for the last five seconds with JTA. Not so smart. Did Kerr, top 15 coach of all time, get outcoached the last two minutes of the game by Malone? Let me say, first of all, um, 
Michael Malone's a very good coach. And I do think he outcoached Steve Kerr in the last three minutes of tonight's game. And look, it was a clever strategy. No one's done it. I mean, part of what I think made it so clever tonight is the Warriors had no option because they needed Looney defensively against Jokic. They were short on timeouts, so they couldn't start substituting defense offense. And Looney's just not a good free throw shooter. But like a hack of Looney strategy, no, ordinarily it doesn't make sense if you had anyone else to defend Nikola Jokic. But there literally isn't another option. What are they going to do? Bring Kaminga back in at that point? I love Kaminga. He's strong as hell for a 19-year-old kid at his size. But Jokic bodied him into the hoop four or five times. They're up a creek because they don't have the personnel. And that's where, you know, right now, Robin's dead on. Like, you can't all of a sudden say Looney sucks because he's being Kevon Looney. You know what Kevon Looney did tonight? The stuff Kevon Looney normally does. He was tough as hell. He tried real hard. He was in all the right spots. A little foulier than usual, but he was dealing with a monster. Let's go to Jonathan. Leaving the game. I'm sorry, Jonathan. That was a tough one. What's happening? Yeah. Uh... Memories of January and the Miami Heat. <laughs> uh, this is what I'll say. Uh, this was looking like it might have been my first uh, classic, solid Chase Center moment with the Warriors, mm. you know, other than the Heat. This was literally my 82nd lifetime NBA game. I needed one more to get win to get to 55. And Seth hits the shot when it's looking bad, and I'm thinking, I've got it. And then the thing happens. And I just... Jonathan! That's tough, man. So, I don't know if it's just... This year has not started off well, uh, uh, by any means whatsoever, that that Pistons win was my saving grace. I didn't even call you the or uh, my first game was the Orlando game for Jewish Heritage Night because uh, I oh, had shout out Jewish Heritage Night before COVID. So I was trying to find my way back to Bart, uh, but uh, <laughs> I got one more coming up in March, and then who knows what's happening with baseball. So oh boy, uh, Jonathan, we're not even gonna uh, look. It's depressing enough without talking about those. D-bags over in MLB. So we're going to avoid that at all costs, for God's sakes. Uh, I'm sorry that you had a, a, a tough time. I'm sorry for everyone who had a tough time at the old ball yard tonight. My God. Just a terrible way to lose. Just terrible. Even the guy who thought it was a good loss has to admit it's not a good way to lose. 408 texter. I did not watch the game. Just got off work. Why was Gary Payton II not playing in the last five seconds? Great question, sir or ma'am. I do not know, and I do not think it is at all unreasonable to suggest that he might have played that possession better than Stephen Curry did. We all love Steph. He's one of the greatest players of all time, and he biffed a defensive possession, and his man hit a game-winning three. That's what happened at the end of the game tonight. 
650 texter. Almost no one wants to say something's wrong with Curry, but I wonder if he's injured. Another terrible three-point shooting game. And uh, the other starters weren't much better. Starters shooting 23% from three doesn't get it done. 25% still terrible. Would have won it. People should stop blaming Looney, who's having a great year. That is all true. Uh, I do wonder if Steph Curry is banged up. I honestly think he might just be tired. And before tonight, I feel like he'd been on a better stretch. I'd have to double check that. But, you know, even when he is his normal awesome self, he can still have a one for seven here and there. I mean, against the Clippers, he was eight of 13. But I guess that's the only really good one lately. Let's see. Since January 27th, Steph Curry is shooting just under 43% from three. Uh, that's not including tonight, so that's probably down to about 40% now. But that's pretty good. So I, I don't I don't think he's hurt. I'm sure he's got nicks and bruises and bumps and all sorts of stuff, nagging things. I don't think he's hurt, hurt. Um, and his biggest mistake tonight was mental uh, on defense on the last possession. So, you know, even if he's a little banged up, he doesn't get off the hook. And if you watch the play, he knows what he's doing. Like, he did not get lost. I thought initially maybe he just got lost somehow and didn't see where Monty Morris was. But he saw exactly where Monty Morris was, and he chose to, like, soft double-team Nikola Jokic instead. It's just a bad decision. Let's go to Armand in San Jose on the phone lines. What's happening, Armand? Hey, what's going on? Um, a couple things. Uh, yes, yeah, Steph Curry did acknowledge his mistake. He said he knew he messed up, and he took uh, credit for that. So uh, you were right about him owning up to it. He did. Um, another thing, too, as far as the free throw shooting with Looney, if he shot his normal 65%, that would have been good enough. I think he shot, what, just under 50 because he missed about four or five, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, well, he was two of so, six in that last three far, minutes. Oh, two of six. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, he yeah. didn't even make 50. So, here's the thing. Um, before I get into my Steph Curry, I think the organization just has the arrogance with not adding a big. I thought knowing that James Wiseman was coming back from a meniscus they may have oversold how his recovery was going, but I just thought it wasn't safe to come back with only Looney as another big when you knew Wiseman was coming back from an injury. I think they should have tried to pick up a big in the off season for situations like this in case there was a setback. Uh, guys get hurt, tired throughout the season. It's nice to give another guy a second or third big off the bench. So I, I really think it's you know what's interesting, Armand, and and uh, keep Armand on because I want to let you get your Steph Curry thought in. But um, what's interesting about that, and and I I hear your your point is solid, but if they had done that, they would not have kept Gary Payton the second. So in a way, I think it's better that they didn't add a big man in the off season, but they can still do it now when it's very clearly needed. So to me, the issue is go out in the buyout market, you know, cut bait with Bielitsa or Lee or Juan, whichever hurts the least and get someone seven feet tall who can bang with Nikola Jokic. All right, Armand, let's hear your Steph Curry point. Okay. And so real quick on that, 
I agree with that, but I would have a big in replace of somebody else other than GP2. But, yeah, we're thinking of like with Steph Curry, I think this is something people need to understand. You just went through the stats about him shooting better from three. We got to be honest about this. He was shooting very erratic from three from the beginning of the season, opening day against L.A. He's only had one month where he shot about his normal 43 from three. He was about 46, close to 47% in November. Um, we got to be honest, Steph has been lackluster with his shot. Now his mid-range, his uh, loader, his layups, he's making that again. There was a time he really wasn't making those. But I'm seeing a pattern with Steph too much. The best shooter in history cannot be going one for seven, three for 14, five for 16, as much as he has this year. He's getting outshot by guys coming off the bench. He's getting outshot by average shooters, guys who even come from the G League. He's getting outshot by maybe some good shooters, but not top tier. It's too many games yeah. like this. This is a game where Steph got to be four for seven. We know it's tough right now with stretch and injuries, with no bigs and all that. But when you have a guy like Steph, he's got to play at an MVP level. Yeah, and and Armand, what's confounding and particularly confusing about the whole thing is he's not missing the tough ones more than usual. He's missing the easy ones more than usual. So I don't even know what that means. Like, if, if some of the really insane stuff he did wasn't working anymore, just full on dead, then I think it's easy to say all right, maybe he's not, you know, he's 33. Maybe he's just not quite the same guy. Still incredible. And by any measure, he's incredible. But these nights where he just misses several open threes and ends up one for seven, I I don't know how to interpret it. And at this point, I'm prepared to, to consider all the conspiracy theories. Is it the rotation? Is it that he did, lifted too many weights this offseason? Is it some sort of weird off-the-court thing? Is he hurt? I don't know. I honestly don't have a good answer because nothing really could have prepared me for Steph Curry missing open three-pointers. Uh, Sterling, I just realized I never gave you the station ID you requested in my ear. Um, but everyone, you are listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco and Odyssey Station brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. I'm not sure uh, if that covers our legal obligations or not. I think I may have missed the window, but, you know. It's just definitely enough for me, dog. <laughs> I'm glad you were ready with that, Sterling. Well played, sir. Let's go to Roberto in Concord. Apologies to the FCC. Uh, anyone else want to weigh in on tonight's game? 888-957-9570. Still a lot of text and a little bit of sound I want to get to here. Roberto in Concord. What's happening? This is good, man. Good. I just wanted to say that, you know, they were chipping away. The Nuggets were chipping away at the lead. Um, you know, the fouls that were called against the Nuggets were fair fouls. They fouled us. They called them. The fouls that we were called against them, I mean, we couldn't touch Elkic. I mean, he he gives a strong elbow to the kidneys of Kuminga. And if you look at the play real close, 
afterward, Kaminga kind of grinned a little bit. He kind of shrugged it off because he's a strong guy. Um, you know, he puts his hands up, barely touches Jokic's forehead, and they're looking at the replay left and to the right, but nobody sees the elbow to the kidneys. I'm like, are you kidding me? We well, he slapped touch- him on the head, Roberto. I mean, that's not the best one to defend the Warriors on. Him on the head, you know, his hand touched his head. I don't think it was a slap. Come on. Well, I mean, I don't think he did it on purpose. I think what happened was Jokic ducked in with his head just as Kaminga was trying to slap the ball, but he definitely popped him on the top of the head pretty good. Like, that was clearly a foul. Um, And, you know, unfortunately, because of the way flagrants work now, that's going to be a flagrant every time, anytime there's contact with the head. Um, Look, I... It's tough to referee a guy Jokic's size, but we can't, we can't, we can't do ref blaming tonight. I, I just, I won't do ref blaming when the players make so many mistakes. I'm sure, by the way, I'm certain that none of the Warriors did any ref blaming tonight. I mean, they probably wouldn't, even if it was the ref's fault. But that's just not what it was. Could they have missed some calls with Jokic? Yeah, they probably do that every night. He's huge. It's tough to know if it's just, you know, looks bad, looks like bad contact because he's big or I don't know if he's actually fouling you. Speaking, though, of Kaminga guarding Jokic, Kaminga did talk after the game about guarding Jokic, and here's what he had to say. I mean, with the rotation, we always get with the players you got, you know, especially being one of the biggest players on the court. You got to do what you got to do. You got to go out there and guard the biggest guy on the other team. So it was a little tough. He going to get whatever he wants to, but you just got to make it a little harder for him. <laughs> He's so honest. <laughs> He's funny. I, I'm pretty sure... Like, there's got to be a smile behind a lot of the stuff that Kaminga's saying. I just love this kid. But he's right. He's, 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 I don't think he's subtweeting the coach or anything, but he's basically saying, I'm in a position to fail when I'm guarding Nikola Jokic. He's going to get whatever he wants. I'm going to try to just fight him on it. And that's what it was. Even with Looney. And Looney put up a better fight than anybody tonight against Jokic. But nobody put up much of a fight. In the end, he was utterly dominant, Nikola Jokic. Utterly dominant in tonight's game. Just spectacular in every way. I'm honestly surprised he he didn't complete the triple-double. It felt like he had more than eight assists. He was just wonderful. And, of course, the biggest assist on the final play of the game. Um, and again, like I said earlier, it's not that Nikola Jokic ate you up because he could eat you up even if you did have another big. It's that every big for the last two weeks has been eating you alive. And again, I, I watch a game like tonight and I hear people saying like, well, what good is a buyout big going to do you? And I watch tonight's game and I think, God, they could really use Robin Lopez right now. And that's the sort of player we're talking about. And I think they could use him more than they can use Bielitsa, especially once Draymond gets back. Do you really want to play small ball center with Bielitsa when Draymond is sitting? I, I don't. 
and uh, you know, it's tough for Nemanja, who's uh, done his job. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I'd do. I'd say thank you for your service, Nemanja Bialica. I'm gonna bring in somebody taller and stronger than you, who wants to play on the inside, especially on defense. So Steph Curry talked about that last possession, by the way. Uh, I would argue he made a bad decision to essentially soft double-team Nikola Jokic instead of stay with his man, Monty Morris, who ended up hitting the wide-open game-winning three. And here's what Steph had to say about what he was thinking. It was don't give up a three, obviously. And then... You know, his passing ability, obviously, it created that play. Uh, he got kind of to the middle. Loon played great defense. And it was, again, a read of the timing. I tried to show myself in the paint to kind of keep him off off balance. And then he actually showed his eyes to the rim. And I thought I could just help make it a difficult shot. And then he hit that uh, nice little shovel pass to, to Morris and knocked it down. So to your point, like we saw the last four minutes of Ben, he put a lot of pressure on us in the paint. I didn't erase that from my mind in terms of the situation quick enough to make the right play. So he got me on that one. There it is. He got got. He couldn't erase Jokic scoring at the rim over and over again from his mind. So he hedged down and he thought he could make it a tougher shot, but he should have known better. He should have known better. You don't leave a good three-point shooter open as time runs out when you're up two points. It's crazy. It's a crazy thing to do. Of course, Steph was going to own it, but it doesn't make it any less disappointing. Uh, Steve Kerr, interestingly enough, and I have not had a chance to hear this yet, but uh, he may agree with John in Oakland, who thinks it was a good loss. Let's hear what Steve had to say. They did a great job executing down the stretch, and you know we just didn't. We just needed them to make one more play, and they made the play, and we didn't. So give them credit. All in all, I was thrilled with the way we played compared to the last few games. I thought we were engaged. I thought we competed. I thought we did a lot of really good things and spent the entire game ahead and uh, just couldn't close it out. But I told the guys if we continue to play with that kind of fight and connection, then uh, we're going to be in good shape. You know, after the break. Yeah, so he basically does agree with John in Oakland. And and look, I I get that messaging. But I think that's letting a team off the hook for a, a, a lot of mistakes tonight. Uh, and as far as the loony part of it, um, again, I, from my perspective, I have not heard Steve Curry yet. From my perspective, they had no choice but to leave him in while he was getting hacked because they they got nobody else to play defense. Let's hear what Steve said about it. Yeah, to guard Jokic, you know, he stepped up and he knocked down the two after the first time, and so we kept him out there. And so, you know, that's that's one where it can go either way. You know, if you if you take him out at that point and, and Jokic goes down and scores, you know, you can kick yourself for that decision too, you know. So there's a lot of – there were a few tonight that you can kind of see both sides and you can make one decision or the other. And as sometimes happens in this business, it doesn't work out for you. Yeah. 
I, I mean, but again, if you had, and this guy won't be available, but I'm using him as an example, for, I think, for obvious reasons. If you had even JaVale McGee, maybe you'd put him in there. By the way, this is something I should have checked right away. It took me way too long to get to this point. But uh, the aforementioned Robin Lopez, 74% career free throw shooter. So, you know, that's good. Could have used Robin Lopez tonight. Could have used him just to take some of the pounding off Looney. Maybe Looney hits those free throws if he's not wheezing. But he's exhausted by that point of the game trying to deal with Nikola Jokic all night. It just was a bad situation set up by the Warriors' deficiencies. And I don't know how much Draymond Green solves that particular problem with size. Because honestly, I don't want him guarding Jokic either with a bad back. That seems like a disaster. One more thing I want to hear from Steve Kerr, who uh, saw a lot of positives tonight. Uh, On the negative side, Steve, uh, exactly what led to getting beaten up in the fourth quarter and allowing 60% shooting from the field and three? Well, I mentioned the turnovers. I thought that was a big deal. And we got beaten up on the boards, you know, 48 to 38. So they got some extra possessions, which, you know, which hurt as well. But like I said, we played well enough to win, but they made the plays at the end and we'll we'll be all right. Look, I think they will be all right. I don't think Steve has any choice but to say that. But I also think he's clearly downplaying what happened tonight. He's clearly downplaying what happened because... Again, if it's if if these things were not symbolic of larger issues, you know, missing open threes all night, having defensive lapses when it matters most, not having the personnel to deal with a really really big strong man who's also the MVP. These problems are systemic problems with the Warriors right now. And maybe they deal better with a lot of those problems when Draymond Green is on the floor. Maybe, maybe even, maybe those problems are solved by James Wiseman. But simply trusting that they will be solved by James Wiseman, it does, it feels a little, I don't know if it's cocky or proud or what, but I I, I do think there's a world where Draymond Green comes back and the Warriors continue winning at a high clip and end up, you know, the second seed in the playoffs. And they end up facing the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I think there's a scenario where Carl Anthony Towns gives them a really hard time. he's not as scary as Nikola Jokic, who, by the way, is only two and a half games out of a play-in tournament. But the last thing you want to do is allow teams with bigs to make things harder than they need to be for you in the playoffs because that's how you get ground down and, and you lose before you should. 
That's what I don't want to see happen. That's all. Just trying to avoid that. I want to see the Warriors go as far as possible. We've gone as far as we possibly can tonight. Uh, Thanks to everyone who called in and participated and texted. I wish I could have gotten to more of the text. There's some really good ones here. Uh, But we just ran out of time. We had a lot to talk about, a lot to do. I will be back at you tomorrow night with Kolsky and company. Um, But that's all we can do with Warriors wrap-up. I tried. I tried to help you process what I thought was an extremely ugly loss. I hope it helped. Try to get some rest. And we can look at it with fresh eyes tomorrow. That's it for Warriors wrap-up. I'm Matt Kolsky. Good night, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 